Welcome in to another edition of the MontanaSports.com High School Football Podcast. I am Slim Kimmel, getting ready to kick off the 2019 football season, which gets underway on Friday night. Uh, should be a lot of uh, good action out there. A lot of really interesting uh, marquee season opening games across all classes. I think you can look at that uh, Jordan Big Sandy game in the six-man ranks. You can look at uh, Dylan Frenchtown in Class A, Huntley Project, Missoula Loyola Class B, um, Drummond Phillipsburg versus Alberton Superior in eight-man, uh, Bozeman Kalispell Flathead in Class AA. A lot of good games out there, so uh, we're going to jump right into uh, the season this year with a lot of great matchups, and uh, it should be another uh, fun, fun season. We got uh, ten weeks, nine weeks of the regular season ahead uh, before we dive into the playoffs. So, um, before we get too far along here, we are just going to uh, get some interviews in with the defending state champion coaches. We talked to all five of those, uh, so we will hear from Rob Stanton at Billings West, Jim Stanton at Billings Central. Uh, we will hear from Les Meyer at Fairfield, Mike Cutler at Drummond Phillipsburg, and Craig Lundy at Six Man, where we will start uh, with the AA, though, um, per usual, where uh, Rob Stanton has uh, some talented guys back at Billings West. Obviously, a lot of guys are gone, graduated. Uh, Jesse Owens, Trevin Gradney, who are both with the Montana Grizzlies now. You think of those guys. Uh, but Demarcus Carr, Josh Urbacher, Urbacher back in the backfield for Billings West, which gives uh, the Golden Bears some talent back this season and makes them one of the preseason favorites along with the likes of uh, Bozeman High, Helena Capital, Helena High. A um, lot of talented teams, a lot of talent back uh, this year. A lot of guys who've already committed to play Division One football with either Montana or Montana State. So it uh, should be another fun Class AA season. And we caught up with West coach Rob Stanton to offer up a preview. Who were some of the kids over the summer that really impressed you as far as stepping up as leaders and taking that role to get this team uh, as prepared as possible coming into the first practice? Yeah, uh, Zach Tallman, um, Jaden Bienneview, uh, Connor Ryan, they... Uh, we have another kid that's going to start for us this year that didn't play much last year. Um, Isaiah Sanchez, he hasn't missed a weight session in three years. Uh, Hunter Morris is another one. So we have a pretty good nucleus of uh, kids that are, are willing to work and willing to lead. And that was the standard that was really set by last year's class that graduated since they were freshmen. And we're tickled that they're kind of following their mode. So um, it's, it's never easy, and we don't want to give kids time off in the summer as well and let them go enjoy the lake and be kids. But, you know, now it's time to get going. Uh, let's talk about Connor Ryan a little bit. Uh, just committed to play at Montana State. Uh, I think that was just uh, one of those things where we were expecting a matter of when, not if there. But uh, yeah. um, what is it that uh, he brings to you? Not You mentioned the stuff off the field, but what about on the field? What are some of the things that he can uh, provide for you guys this year? Speed. Uh, he has a lot of speed, and you know I'm a, kind of a big track advocate as well. And his speed was really enhanced last uh, last spring when he hit the Vernon. You know he's in the ten nines a couple times, so you know not only has speed, but he's he's six foot one and 190 pounds. So you know we're, we're teaching him now to put that foot in the ground and go because people are going to bounce off you as well as you can run by him. So you know he's he's uh, he's really developed a, a strong um, work ethic this last year. So since January, he's been uh, in the weight room working hard, and you know it, that followed through with the spring. And you know, a kid who didn't have a whole lot of tape on him from last year, you know, getting two offers from you know the two big schools in Montana, the Grizz and Cats, um, you know, just shows you that that speed is so valuable, and he has it. So 
you know, we, we a lot of expectations for him now that uh, there's eyes on him. So he's going to have an expanded role in the offense and he's going to have an expanded role in the defense as well. So, you know, he's going to have a limited role in some of the special teams, but, you know, that's where he made his bread and butter last year. And, you know, he got noticed and, you know, he contributed on the offensive side last year, but he's going to have a huge role for our team this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you look up and down your roster, it's kind of a, I think it's a little bit unique because there's a lot of names from last year that we saw graduated, but there's also a lot of names coming back this year. So uh, just kind of the overall makeup of your team, uh, what's what are the strengths, what are some areas of concern that you guys need to get ironed out in the next few weeks? Yeah, and, and our strengths are, you know, we have uh, Josh and Garbacher and DeMarcus Carr coming back, and we're... Those are two unique and special athletes. Uh, Connor Ryan, which we mentioned coming back, uh, Jaden Vianathieu, uh, Hunter Morris. Those are kind of the names that stick out right now, Zach Tallman. So I agree. We have, in some areas, it seems like, my gosh, those guys are back. And, you know, and the other areas, uh, particularly in our secondary, we had, I don't think we have a better secondary than we had last year. I mean, those guys were, they were dudes and they were pretty dang good. So I think that's probably the biggest question mark of uh, who's going to con- be competing at those spots and you know we may be very young mm-hmm. and that's another unique with our rosters we have some guys that like a demarcus Carr, who's been here you know he, he's played a little bit as a freshman and you know he's finally a senior and then uh you know we have some areas of our team that we're going to be really young with sophomores mm-hmm. um, filling some key roles how much of an advantage is it to have uh you know, Josh and DeMarcus back in that backfield to have that experience back there going into week one. It's huge. It's in everybody in the world. It's, you know, quarterback, that that's what drives your team. And, you know, Josh is a very smart football player. So I think that's the biggest thing of getting him back. And um, obviously DeMarcus, I've never coached a running back like him ever before. So he's, he's unique in that way. And he's so special, you know, knowing that uh, I can't, you know, DeMarcus almost had 2000 yards last year. I think he's like 25 yards short. Um, Josh, I don't know what his stats were, but you know he's running that three thousand yard passing mark, so that's a pretty big deal to have those two back, and um, you know just their competitive drive that they have and their uh, you know desire to be pretty good in that football field. It's it's special to have them back. That was Rob Stanton, the head coach at Billings West High. The Golden Bears looking to defend their state title in 2019 uh, with a crowded field in AA. I think there's a lot of parity, a lot of balance this year, a lot of talented individual athletes, as we mentioned earlier. it's going to be a little bit different in Class AA this year. They split into the Eastern AA, the Western AA, two conferences, so there are some non-conference games to get the season started. That's new. Uh, Belgrade's joining the class. That's new this year. Um, all 15 teams are making the playoffs. That's new this year. So it's going to be a little bit different in the Class AA fields, but I think you can look at some of the uh, perennial powers, those familiar faces, the typical uh, cast of characters when you're thinking of your favorites, the Billings Wests, the Bozemans, the Helena Highs, Helena Capitals and this sort. So uh, should be a fun season on the Class AA football fields. And Class A, coaches expected to be wide open. Um, you know, last year we had Billing Central and Hamilton. Uh, looked like the two favorites all along. The Rams ending up beating the Bronx uh, in the state championship game. But Billing Central graduating 19 of 22 possible starters. So it's going to be a little bit of a rebuilding year. And we talked to Coach Jim Stanton about the Rams' prospects this season. You've been in this position before as the defending state champion. How does it? Uh, how does it pra- the first practice change the year after winning a state championship versus those years where you come up short? 
No, no, not at all. Um, you know, the kids, again, you know, we're, we're returning not very many kids. Uh, they realize that. I think they feel like, uh, you know, this is something that they, you know, they've had to wait in line behind some pretty good players. And and so they're eager to get a chance to, to play and participate. So that's kind of that's kind of neat to see. But as far as preparation and all that, you know, that's, we start over just like everybody else. And, uh, you know, this is, this is, you know, this year's team, and we got a lot of work ahead of us to, to even You you mentioned it there. You don't have uh, you know a lot of the experience coming back from last year, um, but it seems like year in year out, you guys are more of a reload rather than rebuild. What's been the key for your program over the years to to be as consistent as you've been able to be in the Eastern A? I think just working with every kid, um, um, you know, realizing that even when they're younger, they have a role on the team, and and sometimes it just takes a year or two before you see the field and keep it. You know, obviously keeping them in tune on the sub RC as far as, you know, getting a lot of uh, playing time. And, you know, we as coaches put a lot of emphasis on our young kids just like we do our old kids year in and year out. So that part of it and you know, that tradition is, is real important and they want to continue to carry it on even if they only have one year to potentially play on the varsity level. So we're, we, that's probably the, you know, a pretty neat part about what we do is excitement of kids finally getting an opportunity um, because really they were behind some awful good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, who are some of those uh, kids um, that you are? Oh, I'm kind of... quarterback sticks out right away. You know, he's got Marcus Whitman's going to be a, a real fine quarterback in Class A. Um, you know, we have some running backs, um, Derek Domjanovich, Michael Hayden, uh, some lineman, Bo, Bo Hackman, who was, you know, a nice looking kid, but he's had to play behind some some real, real good kids. So those those individuals stick out right in mind. I, I know we're going to have to replace about 10 or, 10 or 11 on offense and about the same on defense. So, um, you know, that's, we, we feel like, our, we feel like we obviously have a lot of work to do, but we do have some kids that we feel that could be pretty good players. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Billing Central, the one thing that you can rely on year in and year out is a good offensive line. Uh, how, how are those guys looking up front? You know, uh, we do return this one starter and, uh, and, and and another one that played quite a bit. Uh, so, you know, that's where we have a lot of work in our depth there. It's not like, like we want it, um, but we certainly, uh, you know, I think uh, everybody has that little pinch this time of year with depth, particularly offensive linemen. So, you know, we'll have to move some kids around a little bit, but, you know, uh, we'll do our best. To, like I said, I think that's the area of concern in terms of finding you know, the right bodies and the right mix and get them up to speed. Again, that was Jim Stanton, the head coach over Billing Central. He's been there about 20 years now, previously coached at Huntley Project, where uh, Jay Santee is back for the Red Devils. But on the Class A fields, um, obviously we're all going to be watching Hamilton this year as Carson Rosted, the reigning Gatorade Player of the Year, future Montana Grizzly. Uh, he's back at quarterback for the Bronx, but uh, things are going to look a little bit different over there. Um, they've obviously lost some talent over the years, including Cam Rothy, uh, Rostad's favorite uh, receiving target last year. Uh, they did bring in a couple transfers, I believe two from Corvallis and one from Missoula, Loyola, or Florence, a uh, Class B school over there as well. So uh, Hamilton's going to be the favorite. That's a team that we're all going to be keeping an eye on, but um, they got rid of the Southwestern A, Northwestern A, so it's all just one Western A over there. Um, and again, there's a lot of talent. Um, you know, there's a guy like Aaron Richards at Butte Central. Richards is already committed to play 
at Montana State. Obviously, there's Dillon. Um, we know their tradition, their history, Frenchtown. Um, that team has a ton of talent coming back, including Jace Klusiewicz, who is among the best players in the state. Uh, you always can count on Columbia Falls. Uh, it seems like to have a solid program. Um, Libby, Whitefish, there's a lot of good programs over there in the West. And then the East, um, you know, Billing Central we talked about. They're replacing a lot of starters. But the Rams, um, you know they're going to be in the mix. Coach Jim Stanton and his staff do a tremendous job of reloading every year. This year's maybe a little more extreme than most. Uh, but you expect Billing Central to contend over there in the Eastern A. But uh, Miles City and Laurel are probably the top two teams to watch over there. Uh, and a new look conference that lost Belgrade to Class AA, as we mentioned earlier. Going into Class B now, where Fairfield is the defending champion, and that's uh, become a pretty common refrain. We know the Eagles have uh, won some state titles, have been in a lot of state championship games under Coach Les Meyer uh, during his tenure there. Tenure there, They haven't missed the playoffs since the early 2000s, I believe uh, 2003 or so. Uh, so a lot of experience with uh, playoff success there. But again, this is a program that graduated a lot of seniors, including uh, Ryder Meyer, the coach's son. Ryder now over at UM playing for the Grizzlies as well. So things are going to look a little bit different in Fairfield. Um, we talked to Coach Les Meyer a little bit about his upcoming season as well. Coming into the year as the defending state champion, what's the mood, atmosphere like at practice with the guys? Yeah, I would say it's a it's a positive um, attitude and, and, a, and a positive climate. Uh, obviously, when you lose... 12 seniors um that's a uh that's a it's going to create a hole in, in, a, in a team whether you win it or don't win it you know that's a lot of people to replace and uh um this team seems to be uh ready and willing to put their own stamp on the on the 2019 team those those guys are gone and, and these guys are are now you know they're enthusiastic. They're upbeat. They've done a pretty good job in the summertime for the most part, and uh, I think they're ready. They're ready to have their own team. So uh, it's I, it's their time. Yeah. I was going to ask about uh, you know obviously there was a lot of names that uh, a lot of name recognition that graduated for you guys last year. Um, what's the makeup of this year's team look like? Yeah, I would say you know I think any team it's going to start up front. And uh, we do have some players that we return that uh, that will play on the offense and defensive lines. Uh, we have some players that didn't didn't start, but did see some see some pretty significant minutes at times that will that will uh, be able to, to step in. So it's not completely new to them. Uh, we did just get an injury on the very very first day, very first practice, so we might be down uh, one of those uh, those seniors for the first couple three weeks. We, we will see, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, it's okay. It's a long season, and uh, um, in the end of it all, you you hope you're playing your best at the end rather than at the beginning. So, um, like I said, it starts up front, and and we do have a few guys that that uh, have played and seen some seen some time. And then we'll build. We'll build outward from there. Mm-hmm. Has there been anybody that's that's really impressed you as far as you know stepping up into that leadership role, maybe filling some of those spots vacated by uh, those outgoing seniors from last season? Yeah, I guess I guess it's a little bit early to to, to make that determination. At the same time, you, you know, Keely Bake, uh, Connor Click, Thomas Troy, 
those guys have have uh, played a lot of football in the past, and and they've kind of stepped into that role uh, naturally. You know, we have a Gabe Roberts that's, that's played too. He's he's quiet, but he's but he's jumped in there and and, and working his working his tail off. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about just uh, you know maybe a nuts and bolts strengths and weaknesses right now? Well, we're we're weak, but we're small, so that's that's good. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your numbers um, like? And, and and slow, so you know, so that you know, we got we got all that going for us. But uh, uh, no, so I guess. I guess what I would say, probably our strengths are, are right now. I would say up up front, and then um, our weakness will be. I don't know if it's our weakness, but things that we got to improve. We're just inexperienced at some positions. Right. Um, we we like the kids, and, and they're working hard, but they're they're inexperienced. So. Mm-hmm. We're gonna. They're gonna have to to grow up quickly. Maybe quickly more more uh, more quickly than than what you would want. But that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. So you just deal with it and, and go on. So you guys have obviously built a, a history of success and tradition there. What what's been the key for you guys to be able to uh, you know kind of maintain that and, and be able to seemingly reload year after year, even though you are graduating so many good athletes out of the program yeah that's a you know that's a good question and i think you know we even talk about it amongst ourselves a little bit i think the bottom line is 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 we have pretty good kids you know and and that when i mean that i don't mean that they're always the best athletes but they're just pretty good kids and they they work hard um the family and community support's good so they're and the expectations from the parents in, in the community are high. And so I think the kids work to try to meet those expectations. And, uh, um, and, and it's not easy, but they, but they work hard. And, and I guess they buy into to what we as coaches are selling, too. So that, that probably helps as well. That was Mr. Les Meyer, the head coach of the Fairfield Eagles. A lot of a lot of expectations for the Eagles uh, to continue to roll, even though they are working in some new faces this season. Uh, they will have a tough opening uh, season opener uh, here in a week, uh, where they will play Missoula Loyola, the team they beat in uh, last year's state championship game. The Rams uh, again will be among the favorites, if not. The favorite, they might be, uh, you know, the number one team on a lot of preseason ballots this year, um, and it starts up front for the Rams. They have uh, five seniors starting on the offensive line. They have experience at the quarterback positions. They too, though, they have to replace Cooper Waters, Ryan Terrell, Terrell over at UM now. So um, a lot of talent gone from that team. But uh, expect Missoula Loyola to uh, be among the favorites over there in the West. But uh, that conference with Eureka, Florence, Big Fork. 
a lot of talent over there as well. So that's going to be competitive for uh, the Rams. And then you look across the state, the south and the east and the north. Um, there's a lot, a lot of parity in Class B. There might be 8, 10, 12 teams that have legitimate uh, championship aspirations at this point, which makes it a pretty wide open field, something we are not accustomed to seeing in Class B. So um, it will be fun to watch that one shake out. I'm uh, particularly intrigued in the Southern B where um, Manhattan might be uh, the conference favorite, but I think you could argue that Townsend's the conference favorite, or maybe you could argue that Jefferson's the favorite. Um, you know, I think there's going to be maybe even Big Timber, which uh, was a, a really strong team last year. So I think there's a lot of parity in the South, and that's going to be a really hard-fought division. But uh, Class B, uh, going to be a very, very intriguing season for those guys at that level as well. Uh, let's go to eight-man now, where uh, Drummond Phillipsburg is the two-time defending champion. The Titans have gone undefeated back-to-back -back seasons. Um, there have been some really good players moved through the program over the past few years, um, including Jackson Lee, who was uh, arguably their best player last season. Lee uh, transferred to Missoula Sentinel for this year for his senior season, and he has since committed to play at Montana. That will no doubt be a big loss for the Titans, but Mike Cutler thinks uh, there's some young guys who will still will step up and fill some nice roles for Drummond Phillipsburg. Uh, we talked to him a little bit about the Titans' upcoming season. How's this uh, start of the 2019 season gone for you guys? It's going pretty well. You know, I've got some young guys that are going to fill some fill some pretty important spots, and and they've really stepped up. So we're, we're uh, you know really excited about what's going on um, so far. So. You know, we're going to find out kind of where we're at right away Friday night against Clark Fork. Mm -hmm. they, they didn't lose much, and of course they're a playoff team last year. So we'll see if that summer weight room and all those things that we've been doing in the summer pay off. Mm -hmm. For for you guys, um, you know, for the, especially the young kids coming in, you know, when, when an opponent sees that they're playing Drummond Phillips for Flint Creek, I'm sure they get a little extra amped up because of who you guys are. Um, how are you able to... Uh, you know, get those young kids ready for uh, the stage that comes with playing in your program? Well, I think they've, they've seen it. You know, they've, they've been there, you know, they might be first-year starters, but they're, you know, sophomore and junior kids. So, um, you know, they've seen it, kind of felt it, maybe not necessarily because they weren't on the field much, but, um, you know, there's, you know, they're, they're going to step right in. I have all the confidence in the world in them stepping up. Yeah, Of course, everybody's wanting to... to put a loss on us and you know i don't obviously don't blame them but um we're going to keep trying to keep that from happening and and i'm pretty confident that these kids are going to step up and do everything they can to uh you know to, to play hard and play well i know you don't want to look in the past uh, but how are you guys able to maintain the level of consistency tradition success you've had there over the years believe it's you know the system and the consistency of the coaches and things like that you know when you get in the eight-man game a lot of times <coughs> excuse me you know there's a coaching turnover a lot um so that in itself is is big for us and these kids know what we expect right away you know they, they've been through the system they've been through our practices <coughs> excuse me um those types of things so they kind of know what what the expect expectation is um, right away and um, you know they've they've embraced that and and adjusted well so we're hoping that um, what we do is obviously you know 
doing things right, and, and we'll see what happens. <laughs> I don't I don't want to dwell on the kids who um, aren't there this year from last year for whatever reason. Um, but uh, who are some of the guys who are you know take taking that next step, whether it's in the leadership department or whether it's what they're doing on the field? Who are some of the guys uh, coming into this year that have maybe uh, caught your attention in the off season? Well, I'd start with our four captains. Um, you know, these three of the four captains are seniors, and they are uh, Wyatt Rigby and and uh, Daniel Braybender and Conley Wagner. And then our, our fourth captain, Aide, our uh, junior quarterback, Kate Cutler. So um, all three of them have been through the system. They've, they've been around great leaders for the last few years. So they kind of know what is expected of them as being the captain. So those four for sure, have, you know, have um, – stepped up for sure and then i've got to you know bring, bring up a preston medish kid was a gonna be a starter last year for us in fact he did start for us for two games um at free safety and then hurt his knee and never did really recover from that um you know he played sparingly but by the time he was ready to really play we were right in the middle of the playoffs and, and so on and so forth so i really looked preston to to step up he's done great in, in practice and then, um, <laughs> you know, we're looking for a couple uh, linemen, uh, Ethan Park and, and uh, Destin Lynn and, and Tucker uh, uh, Weaver. So uh, looking for those kids to step up. But those four four captains for sure, they've mm-hmm. been there, been done that. All four of them are all-state kids, and so uh, we're sure going to lean on them. That was Mike Cutler over at Drummond Phillipsburg. He uh, has been involved in administration for 18 years, recently retired, so he is uh, spending much, much, much more time watching game film, coaching up his guys. He'll be going to a lot more games, so I doubt that's good news for any opponents that uh, Mike Cutler is going to have more time to prepare uh, his Titans. Uh, Drummond Phillipsburg, I think, is still going to be, you know, have that target on their backs. But uh, um, Coach Cutler mentioned Shelby and Fairview as two teams to watch this year. Um, Both of those teams went deep into the playoffs, uh, into uh, the semifinals, I believe. Um, Both teams should be really good this year. Fairview, um, I believe, has all but maybe one or two kids back from last year's 2018 team, including Cody Asbeck and Alex Schreiber in the backfield. Um, those two uh, remind me a little bit of the backfield a few years back with uh, Brock Schreiber, Alex's older brother, and then Cody Vitt, uh, who was a sensational running back at Fairview. Um, this Fairview has not won a state championship, I believe. Could this be the year for the Warriors? We will find out this fall on the eight-man ranks where uh, Shelby and Fairview, Drummond Phillipsburg are your three favorites, but uh, Obviously, anything can happen. We'll keep a close eye on that as well. And lastly, you go to six-man. Weebo is the defending state champion. The Longhorns uh, ran away from Jordan in the state championship game last fall. Uh, Guys like Kobe Beggar, Chance Larson, uh, Cade DeShock, those guys are gone for Weebo. One guy returning, Tell Lundy, the coach's son. Tell uh, one of the best players in six-man football, if not the best. Um, But... uh, with those guys lost to graduation, maybe expectations are tempered a little bit, uh, but uh, Coach Craig Lundy likes his team, likes where they're heading, and thinks uh, they're going to be in the mix at the end. Uh, here's 
a snippet of our conversation with him from earlier this week as well. Obviously, there are a couple names that come to mind as far as guys you need to replace, but who are some of those younger kids that uh, have maybe caught your eye this soft season, these early practices as far as uh, getting ready to step up and fill those roles? Oh, Colton Miskey, he's uh, uh, a junior. He's going to fill a spot at, uh, at an offensive end and a defensive back, uh, defensive end. We're going to play him in a number of spots there. He's kind of got to take uh, Kobe Beggar's spot over a little bit there. We've got a couple young sophomores. Uh, they actually started in the championship game um, on defense, but they'll be filling some shoes on on offense there for Larson and Deshock and and that's uh, um, Wyatt Davis and John Harris mm-hmm. and uh, so yeah they're they're all those three kind of the skills positions there mm-hmm. and then we got a few kids working in on the line spot there that will probably be doing some rotating but right yeah um, obviously uh, six-man fans are familiar with um, what Tell brings, what kind of progress have you seen out of Tell going into uh, this season? Always oh, being patient. Uh, he's kind of like a, a coach out there helping me out with with things there as far as letting the other kids know what they're supposed to be doing and what to look for, especially on defense there. He's, he's a big help there. So, um, you know, that's, uh, that's the main thing there. I, I think there he's just kind of like another coach on the field helping – Helping uh, not only younger kids, but he helps me a lot there too. He sees a lot of things, and lets me know mm-hmm. uh, some things that uh, maybe we should be doing or shouldn't be doing or doing differently. Is he still just a junior this year, or is he a junior last year? No, no, yeah, he'll be senior this he'll year. Senior. So. Okay. Um, have you seen? Um, you know, you talked about him being a coach there, but just to, as far as his comfort, you know, now being a senior, being that leader, taking that uh, initiative and being able to maybe hold some players accountable. Have you seen him uh, just become more comfortable in his own skin as a leader over the years? Well, he's becoming maybe a little bit more vocal in the uh, in the locker room, uh, the weight room, that type of thing this summer, trying to get uh, get the kids uh in and and doing some things there and just uh um you know just those basic leadership skills i guess there of of trying to get the kids to buy in and same time being patient Uh, i have to talk with him about being patient and and things might take a few games here but anyway yeah what do you think uh are the strengths right now this team uh, going into the season well, I'm I'm hoping it's our defense. Uh, our defense is is uh, you know looks like it. Um, we're filling the the spots. We got three returners back, so you know a little bit less to to fill there than than offensively. So, um, but it's tough. We only have uh, ten kids practicing at the moment, so it's tough to get a look at at a team defense going against uh, six on offense when you got an old. Old fifty-some-year-old playing quarterback, you know, and <laughs> and whatnot. There, so I, I can't quite see everything, or not giving them the truest of looks. So I'm anxious for a game to see how we how we do do there. Well, and you guys open up Saturday with Bridger, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah, um, they're a team that uh, over the past few years has given pretty solid offensive looks. Uh, what are you? Um, coming out of that game, what are maybe the things that you're most interested to see out of your team going up against Bridger? Oh, 
um, you know, I want to see how much we can do from last year and how many things we're going to have to change. You know, you usually have to adapt uh, to a new squad, some, some different things, whether it be some, some different formations or something different on defense. So, you know, I'm going to see if uh, how many things that we got to change there, but uh, mainly the, the personnel who can play where and, and uh, um, go from that, I guess. I think there's still some pretty good talent, some all-state talent returning in this six-man East. What are your expectations for the rest of the league this year? Yeah, the East is going to be, um, you know, it's just seven teams, but there's four or five teams at least there that are, are going to be, you know, going for that uh, those playoff spots there. So it'll be, it'll be good because you'll have a good game every week, and, and that's always uh, – um, good for the kids and makes you better and and hopefully that's the case for us you know we're definitely uh gonna have to work our way into things again but i like where we're at and i, I like some of the kids that we have uh doing the things that they're doing so i think our chances are just as good as anybody's that was mr craig lundy over at webo the defending state champion head coach uh, he's going to have plenty of challenges over there in the east with jordan obviously returning a ton of talent from last year's team all but one player back from the 2018 mustangs expectations uh, uncharacteristically high for jordan going into this season um, obviously westby granora they were the 2017 state champion they're still there in the east richie lambert uh, always a high scoring uh, Offense over there for the Fusion. They have some All-State players returning. So the East is going to be uh, a challenge. I mean, I think those are your top four teams. Weibo, Westby Granora, Jordan, and Richie Lambert in some order. Uh, but you can never count out the Savages and the Bainvilles and, you know, the likes. So the East is going to be very, very difficult. Uh, you look in the North... Big Sandy is going to be your favorite in the North. They return uh, pretty much all of everybody off of last year's team, which was very, very good. I believe they finished second in the North. They have Cade Struts and Brock Pru uh, back in the backfield. Those guys were all-state players. So the Pioneers, another team in six-man football with high expectations. And then it doesn't seem like uh, anybody really knows what to expect out of the South or the West. There's been a lot of movement, teams moving up to eight-man, teams moving down from eight-man. Uh, so there's going to be some changes. Um, Things look a little bit different in the South and the West. I believe the West only has five or six, six teams, I think, this year. So uh, four of those will be making the playoffs. I think um, the bracket hasn't changed for six-man. If it has, they might only be taking three out of the West. I cannot remember. Um, I know eight-man has changed its bracket. I don't think it's happened in six-man yet, but it, I could be mistaken there. In any case, um, Hot Springs is probably your favorite there. They have the tradition and the history on their side. Um, and until somebody knocks them off and proves uh, that somebody other than Hot Springs is a team to beat, that's kind of where you have to start the conversation in the West. So it should be another exciting year in six-man football. Uh, should be an exciting year across all classes. I think there's a lot of parity, a lot of unpredictability going into the season. I think last year we were kind of able to point to a handful of teams as far as um, you know expected favorites. Um, obviously, there are some teams that we have high expectations for this year, but uh, I do think there's a lot more parity, a lot more competition top to bottom in all classes going into the 2019 football season. That should do it for a quick preview on the 2019 season. We will be back. Uh, hopefully I have Richie Melby joining me next week. But uh, for now, this is Slim Kimmel. Thanks for tuning in.